Lurking, my weekly market review, September 17th, 2023. Reuters, Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal all published articles last weekend essentially saying that the Fed is done with interest rate hikes. And while that's hardly new news, it does help counter some of the somewhat negative narratives that are emerging as investors step back to assess the state of the economy and the business cycle looking towards the end of the year. It's leading to an increasingly popular stance among traders and investors of strongly neutral on stocks and bonds, seemingly lacking any faith in pushing things in either direction. Being strongly neutral does not imply no opinion, you do have an opinion. It is that you have no strong conviction at the moment to buy or sell. There is a recognition that there could be some legitimate negative surprises lurking. A few examples. Energy costs are one of the big wild cards that the economy is facing right now. Sustained high energy prices could cause a significant reversal in headline inflation, although not core, forcing the Fed to take more aggressive action than stock markets are prepared for. Gasoline at a national average of $4 a gallon seems to be the threshold where energy prices start to become a more serious drag on consumer spending in general. Oil prices have surged almost 30% since the end of June. The United Auto Workers Union began an unprecedented and targeted strike at Detroit's big three automakers, General Motors, Ford Motor and Stellantis, on Friday but then promptly announced that they expected to be back at the negotiating table again at the weekend. A prolonged strike has the capability to raise auto prices, significantly harm suppliers and send shockwaves throughout the overall economy. There are continued and growing worries about a government shutdown on September 30th, as the small but loud rabble of congressional troublemakers shows no signs of developing any degree of financial or economic intellect whatsoever as the deadline nears. They are instead furiously handing House Speaker Kevin McCarthy the bill for the price of his chaotic selection earlier this year when he won only by making a multitude of promises to all corners of his party. Last-minute fears of a maybe-hotter-than-expected report of the Consumer Price Index CPI measure of retail inflation the following day was a drag on tech stocks on Tuesday. The CPI data can impact all the three pillars of the rally. One, no, soft, no landing or soft landing. Two, disinflation. And three, Fed done or almost done with rate hikes. It also didn't help the tech sector that the legal problems of Alphabet Google were front and center that day, and Apple's big product event was mostly met with a very unimpressed yawn, failing to divert attention away from the company's potentially serious issues in China. When the data was released on Wednesday morning, we learned that CPI rose 0.6% from July to August. That's the largest month-to-month jump since June 2022. Gas prices, which had surged over 10% over that time, were responsible for more than half the increase. The headline rate of inflation is now 3.7% annualized, up from 3.2% a month ago. 
But more importantly, core CPI, which excludes the more volatile food and energy price components, only rose 0.3% in the last 30 days and 4.3% over the last year, a little lower than expectations. Markets decided that despite the fact that the inflation genie is not yet back in the bottle, all this CPI data essentially canceled itself out and that this was basically a nothing burger. Stock prices just churned sideways for the most part on Wednesday. The probability of no change in interest rates at next week's Fed meeting kicked up to a virtual certainty at 99%, although the odds of a hike at the November meeting did inch a touch higher. Things are not the same in Europe, where stagflation, that's an economic contraction combined with still high inflation, is becoming a real risk, and the European Central Bank was last week forced to raise interest rates for the 10th consecutive meeting by another quarter of a percent. When it came out the next day, CPI's wholesale cousin, the Producer Price Index, PPI, measure of wholesale inflation faced by manufacturers, confirmed the stubbornness of higher prices, but with the caveat that a lot of it was down to the possibly temporary impact of higher oil prices and that the core inflation measures were still progressing quite well in a downward trajectory. Retail sales also rose by more than expected. Thursday's data emphasized the refusal of the American consumer to roll over. But since it's measured in dollars spent, some of this can again be put down simply to forced higher spending at gas pumps around the country. Still, markets were impressed, and Thursday saw a nice spike in stock prices before then giving it all back again on Friday as a huge futures and options expiration exacerbated renewed fears about industrial conflict and the looming possible government shutdown. And it ended up being a losing week for stock indexes, albeit on very low trading volume, particularly the NASDAQ and tech and tech adjacent sectors. There is one more lurking problem under the surface that could bring a sudden end to the seemingly endless consumer spending boom. By the Fed's own statistics and backed up by a recent JP Morgan report, Americans have now pretty much spent all the excess savings they had built up during the COVID era from the combination of government stimulus and their inability to spend for months on end. Over the last couple of years, these excess funds have acted as a buffer to help shield consumers and the economy in general from the damaging effects of high inflation and maintained an eye-poppingly high level of consumer spending month after month. That buffer is now probably gone. And if the three pillars start to noticeably deteriorate, there is far less protection against the significant and rapid downturn in economic conditions and therefore stock prices.